Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. Here with me, beautiful boys, Brandon. Hello. And Ben. Greetings. Phil just said, fuck you guys. Yeah. I'm out. He actually, again. He didn't say that to us. He said that to the audience. Oh, right. Right. Wow. He's Directly. put a little message here in our <laughs> Slack. Say, hey, tell everyone to fuck off. Yeah. Tell the but, audience uh, they suck and I hate them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Though, to be honest, I was making fun of him, but that's what I'm doing next week. Yeah. Because I'm saying fuck Hypocrite. you guys and right. I'm leaving. So right. We'll just say that about you next week. Yeah. Yeah. No, just <laughs> Fair enough. Though, to be honest, Phil was like, I could be there. I just might be closer to nine. Which would have been fine with me. but yeah, Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we could have made it work. I could tell, Phil, you just didn't want to come, okay? Right. Not that you're going to listen to this anyway, but. Right. Who listens to their own podcast? That's weird. I have every once in a while just yeah. a quality check because mm-hmm. I'm like, this sucks. Well, everything I do is shit. You know what I mean? Right. I'll get in yeah. one of those modes. No, yeah. For and sure. then I'll listen to it and I'm like, you know, that wasn't that bad. Right. It was pretty good, actually. Yeah. So. Yeah. How are you guys today? Well, swell. Swell. Yeah. Both of you are swell. I am well. Ben is swell. Okay. Please. I'm not swell. I'm, I'm just swell. swell. All right. All right. Anything fun? Nothing interesting? more to add to that. I went to work today. I'm okay. Not, I'm not, I don't like my job that much, so we're, we're going to leave it at that. And now I'm not at my job, so I'm happy about that. Today has been the best part of my day. Today I'm, has been the best part of your I'm, day? I'm not at work. I'm with the boys. <laughs> those are the two. Those are two things. That just sound good to me. And they are good. Yes, sir. And here I am. Good. And Ben, you're just swell? Just swell. Just swell. Okay. Well, I'm doing pretty good as well. I've good. been hammering away at some different stuff. Yeah. Some videos and yeah, it's all coming to get, getting ready to leave because we're going to Virginia right. for an entire week. So to see my parents and stuff. So should be should be fun. There you go, man. I like to travel. Mm-hmm. Even if it's somewhere I've already been a million times, like my parents' house. Yeah. Just nice to get away, you know? I hate the traveling part of traveling. Oh, yeah. But I like the being there part of traveling. Yeah. Right. This will be interesting because I didn't schedule any... So with, with working for Colin, I don't really schedule time off. I could ask him to do stuff in advance and then I don't have to work. It's right. not necessary. So I'll be working on the road, which I'm ready to go. I got a nice laptop. That's the whole reason I bought it. I thought you bought it for packs. Well, it was twofold. Packs yeah. and yeah. for future right. traveling and being able to work at the same time. What so I mean, what, what else can you ask for? Not much. I don't think. I mean, I'm I'm sure I could ask for other things. You but could. Yeah. This, but like uh, I'm just saying being able to do your job wherever you are. Oh is yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That is a nice, nice bonus. Yeah. For sure. This is HP Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast from Handsome Phantom. 
handsomefandom.com, if you haven't been there, is a pretty sweet site. We got all kinds of new reviews this past week. I think last week I teased the Carrion review. I think so. And that's out. We have a review for Destroy All Humans mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Those are also videos on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash handsomefandom. So check those out if you're interested in those games. Uh, we're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash handsome phantom. If you want to get this show early or if you want to get access to our other show, HP After Dark, our off topic, just insanity show. It can, is insanity. You can get access to that as well. Last but not least, we're sponsored by Balls Garana, an awesome energy drink. Check them out. I think that's it for the plugs. Probably. OK, let's get right into it because we have a, a lot of things to discuss. Last week, we predicted, actually, it was two weeks ago that we predicted the Xbox showcase. Yeah, we did a little early. Yeah, we did a little early. So I have a list of what I consider the notable announcements that we can talk about. There's a lot more things in it, but it's one of those things where I would just mention it and then we'd move on. So I tried to pare things down to things that we would really want to talk about. Let's just get the big one, not out of the way, but let's just start with that. And that is Halo Infinite. We got our first look at the campaign with a, I think it was like eight minute gameplay video. What do you guys think right off the bat? What are the impressions? Meh. Meh? Brandon? I'm a little lukewarm as well. Mm. Um, It was great to see Master Chief on the screen, I guess. But aside from that, I was unimpressed. What about it was unimpressive? Um... It just looked like Halo to me. I just feel like it could Which have, isn't a bad thing. Yeah, Sorry. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because the proximity of other games that I've played, but I wasn't as blown away visually as I thought all of these new reveals were going to be. Mm-hmm. And not all of them can be, but when it's your biggest, meatiest title, I just, I just wanted the most for it. Right. You know? I guess what I'll say is there was, I shouldn't say nothing, but like Halo looks fine. The the new Halo looks fine. Everything they did was fine. It's going to be a fun game, I'm sure. Um, But I just have so much reservation about the game already, about the next uh, Xbox generation that I was really hoping they would change my mind. And like the guy that has the sign in front of the table. Yeah. Yeah. I was really hoping they would change my mind and it just like did not meet expectations where well, you could say they're unreasonable. I don't know, but it doesn't look like anything special. It looks good, but it doesn't look like anything well, special that we haven't seen or done in the Halo game. And it needed to just be more than that for me to be excited. Now, is it a game I'll probably play? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So here's my take is it was less about the graphical fidelity and more about the beauty of what I was watching. I just felt like it was boring mostly. Yeah. It just looked very similar to other things, which isn't inherently bad, but I wanted to see some of that next gen magic. Right. You know, not even, it doesn't even necessarily have to be next gen magic. Like I, I feel like I've felt some of that, like, you know, video games are getting really kick-ass looking in ghost and in the last of us. Yeah. And I want these new games, especially the big budget, big titles to just give me these experiences that I just stop and look for a little bit. Right. Um, And I didn't get almost any of that. In fact, I got 
more of it from the cover art, which I think is very beautiful, um, than I did from most of the gameplay. I just, I don't know. I just, it wasn't grand enough. It wasn't as impressive as I wanted it to be. You know what it is, too? Part of it, at least, I think I would have to admit, is the campaigns of Halo have obviously always been, you know, uh, a highlight. They're better than most other primarily multiplayer game campaigns because they start out as campaign games. But I would have liked to see some multiplayer. Mm. You know, like that... And they've got to do something new in multiplayer because in many ways they created the mold that everyone else has followed that now it looks like they're following with their main story. And for them to not show anything, you know, we're going to spend how many, you know, a few hours, whatever it is in the campaign. And most of us who play Halo are going to spend the majority of the time in multiplayer. I just, you know, I would expect to see a little bit of that three months from release or whatever we are three or four months yeah and that's the other thing in relation to how soon relatively it's coming out i was in addition hoping for more Mm -hmm. and not to say that you know a month down the line microsoft has their tail between their legs and put something out very grand here in you know a couple weeks who knows but i don't know it just wasn't it didn't scratch my Master Chief itch, you know? Mm. What did you think, Dustin? I feel like he's holding something back over there. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so complicated. It's such a complicated feeling. Mm-hmm. I'll start. Let's start off with the graphics, because that is what yeah. everyone is talking about right now. I highly recommend to check out Digital Foundry. has a video specifically about the graphics and what is going on. And... In that video, basically, they describe that part of the reason why people may feel underwhelmed by the graphics is that they are using a real-time lighting engine. Yeah. So they've already said the game has a dynamic day and night cycle. So the argument that was made in the video is that a lot of the video takes place in shadow Mm -hmm. or like, you know, in the shadow of trees, we'll say. And... With the way I'm going to try my best to describe this because it was it's a very technical video. Very good. Worth watching. Basically that in a normal game, like let's say Last of Us Part 2, which unfortunately is one that people keep comparing the graphics and it's just totally two different right. styles of games. But in a game like The Last of Us Part 2, you have very baked in lighting and rendering or lighting to to suit every scenario. Right. There's no day and night cycle. All the shadows are set within the world from the start. Someone made those shadows. Right. It's not like you're moving and they're being created. Right. Yeah. I mean, there would be some dynamic shadows. To an extent. Yeah. Yeah. To an extent. So when you're dealing with dynamic shadows, it gets harder for objects within the shadows to be correctly lit. So if you notice a lot of the characters, the shadowing on them isn't doesn't look right at all in fact they almost look like they have a slight glow to them right just because the the way that the lighting system works and it breaks down in the video if you see a character model in the sun they look a lot better they look a lot more detailed but as soon as they hit the shadow they lose a lot of their detail so i think in a lot of ways getting to the core of everything i feel like the way that they showed off the game wasn't the best First of all, with the environment that they were in. But, Brandon, you were talking about how this didn't have that next-gen feel, right? Which 
makes sense because this game now is old. This game has been in development for years now, years and years. Which just makes me so sad. Yeah. There's such an opportunity here to skyrocket into the next generation. And, and the other thing to remember is this is coming out on Xbox One. I know, but still. So the base, the old I chonkers know, needs to be able to run this game as well. It's but just, It's just the fucking ball and chain, man. Every previous generation just holds back the next one. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, I kind of lost my train of thought there, but. I'm sorry, dude. No, it's okay. So. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of things that are potentially holding it back. Oh, here, here. I know where I was going to go with this is the other thing is when you have a what they're really touting as this open world Halo experience, then if it's an open world Halo experience that you have to have trade offs mm-hmm. to have this open dynamic world. This trailer didn't show us the benefit right. of that. We didn't have any. I mean, it did have that sandbox ish style gameplay but there wasn't anything that was like oh wow because this open world this is unique gameplay based on that right. does that make sense yeah right. the fact that it's open world doesn't do anything for me unless it does something cool with the open world right because i don't think any of us have ever complained about a linear halo game mm-hmm. And I don't need it to be open world for the sake of being open world. If being open world allows you to do certain things that linear wouldn't, then yes, sure. Right. Can you can you imagine having random encounters, though, in Halo? I don't know. It just seems just not like Halo to me. Right. And I think that they, from what I could gather from when you see the map on the screen, is that it seems like it's a semi open world more like destiny in that there is big large maps and you can tackle certain objectives in whatever order you like or in different ways right like if you want to snipe out the place beforehand or you can go in guns blazing whatever so it's not like massive or anything but statement stands i guess so yeah i i agree with you guys though i feel like it was i don't i don't want to say i feel underwhelmed i just feel like this is it was exactly par for the course of Halo. Now, what do you guys think about the grappling hook? Um, I always like a good grappling hook as long as the physics are right on it. Yeah. But it was a grappling hook. Yeah. It, yeah. There's nothing wrong, nothing good. I think that, you know, Chief can be whatever they want him to be. Um, and I'm all about mobility. So I'm into it. I just, I still hope they try and... I hope they don't lose too much of what I thought or what I can feel as Halo in the gameplay by switching up too many mechanics. Because I feel like Doom kind of clouded that for me. Doom Eternal, you know, it didn't feel as much like the Doom that I knew. Mm-hmm. I grew, in, grew up playing, you know, there were so many gadgets now, which isn't bad. But I still wanted to have that, you know, that old feeling I Grounded. had when playing a Halo. Mm-hmm. I still wanted to feel like a Halo. And that might be a problem with me. Not a problem with the game, though. Well, the thing I don't understand from a purely, I don't know what standpoint you want to call this, is how is Master Chief just now getting a grappling hook? Mm. There In the canon, you think you would have had one. Right, yeah. They just discovered the hook. It's like yeah. Civ. <laughs> they decided animal husbandry was much more important. <laughs> right. Um, that's why there's all these birds and shit running Well, isn't around. it said in the future, though? Sure. Didn't we have grappling hooks in the past? Okay, anyway. The, the argument I've seen online <laughs> is that the grappling hook is like an equipment 
like in Halo 3, you could pick up different equipment. So it's not like you'll have a, gra- a grappling hook all the time. Right. Because I know some people were worried about the core gameplay and stuff like that. There's going to be more platforming and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, I don't really know what else to say. I, I feel like it's already been kind of beat to death in Do a lot of different ways. Do you want to play Halo? I mean, I'm going to play it on Game Pass. Right. I'm going to be honest. That brood looks a little silly. Oh, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I love that. I fucking I like, love that I like the, meme. I like the meme, but bro, like, that isn't the, <laughs> that's not a good meme to come out of your press conference. Yeah. Let's just say that. It's not like it was like such a beautiful shot or like, you know, praising, also, you know, it's a, it's a joke. The brood at the end didn't look very good either. The one that does the weird like speech at the end. Yeah. I thought that whole part was kind of yeah. odd, but you have to assume it's not going to be long before we hear about this game again, because yeah. the messaging right now around this game is, is not good. I feel like the sooner they can clear the air with something awesome, the better. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I don't know what that is at this point. Um, I think the reality is, and by the way, I've, I bought an Xbox, the original Xbox, so I could play Halo. I've played every Halo game except for uh, Halo Wars, which I would like to play, actually. Uh, Maybe I didn't play ODST either. Either way, I've played all the mainline ones for sure. I love Halo, and I'm going to play Halo. But I just don't know that... They're focusing on the new things they're doing with Halo without telling you what they are or why there's an advantage. And they're not focusing on... We're going to give you the best Halo experience you've ever had by being the same Halo. Like, I feel one of the best pieces of messaging, which wasn't entirely true because there was more different aspects. But with Doom Eternal, one of the best things they said about Doom Eternal that got me excited was, remember Doom 2016? It's a lot more of that. Yeah. And that was exciting to me because I love 2016. So I feel like they either need to show me some crazy new stuff that makes it worth doing new things in halo or they need to reassure me that it's going to be the same halo you've always loved but better right yeah any final thoughts brandon yeah i just wonder if this is accidental bad messaging or if they worked with what they had Hmm. um in a way not to say you know they're not prepared or anything but I feel like it was bad enough that someone had to have had a second thought about it. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder what their first so first I, thought was. I mean, maybe, uh, honestly, I'm probably reading way too much into it, but yeah. it just makes you think, you know, I just, I feel like if I was an investor at Microsoft and I watched that and I knew anything about games, you know, if I'd play Halo games, I might be a little underwhelmed and I feel like a lot of people feel that way. So I just... Chances are, though, if you were an inv- what a, happened, a big enough what investor happened. at Microsoft to like get invited to a press conference, not that there was like an in-person press conference, you wouldn't have a clue about games. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's interesting because I've seen people say like, "Why is everyone being so pessimistic about Halo? It looked great," and I feel like the three of us can all agree that it's like game looks like it's going to be fun, right? But to say it was great, there's. To me, it's like, yeah, I'm a little pessimistic about what I saw because we ho- all of us hold Halo in such high esteem, right. you know? And even after all the mistakes that 343 made, 
we're all going to give this game a shot. Sure. For sure. So we just really I'm I'm pessimistic, but I'm also pessimistic isn't the right word. I'm I'm feeling down on the trailer, but I'm actually optimistic and hoping that this game is awesome because I love Halo. You know, here's what I'll say that I didn't realize until this moment. Part of the reason that I'm excited about PS5 and the games that they've announced that are coming to PS5 is because when they've showed us the games, let's think Ratchet and Clank. Because that is their their SSD flex, you know their their whole thing. I will I look at Ratchet and Clank, and although I don't think Ratchet and Clank is a bad series, it's not one of my favorite. You know, I'm, I don't get excited about it, but I, I mean, I know I'm going to have a genuinely good experience. But the new Ratchet and Clank trailer or gameplay that they put out makes me excited for next gen. When I look at Halo Infinite, there's no I can be excited about the game. But obviously, there's nothing about it that screams, oh, next gen's coming. Right. I want to buy your new hardware. And in fairness, I don't know if that's what Microsoft wants or needs to do. They seem to have a pretty high opinion that they're not going to need new hardware to still succeed or else they wouldn't be making some of the decisions they're making. And that's good, if you ask me. Um, but there's, but e- even if this game looked like an awesome game I want to play, it's... I have to compare it to how I feel about other games that I'm excited about it because it also means new hardware utilization. And with the new Xbox, all of this press conference did to me was show me I'm making the right decision by just continuing to beef up my PC and play games rather than buy a new Xbox. And and that's part of where the disconnect for me comes in. Halo, it could be awesome, but I'm still not excited about anything new other than the new game. Right. Their messaging, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but since since we're already kind of along this track here, I feel like their messaging in this conference did not line up with what they've talked about in the past. Yeah. Just because um, there were a few different games that at the bottom, at the end of the splash screen, only said Series X and PC. Right. Now, maybe those games are far off in the future, but... It just was weird that they kind of were pushing this like we we have a very long tail left on the Xbox One, and then they showed multiple games that were Series X only. Well, and I don't know they didn't explain that obviously, but I wonder if it's like you know there are games that are being made for sure for Xbox One that they're going to be able to have you're going to be able to like have enhancements on Xbox One X. I wonder if those tags specifically meant this game was made for the Xbox Series X. I, I don't know what I said earlier, but it was wrong. This game was made for Series X and we're making it available on other like the lower and the the previous gen console as well. Right. Um as opposed to this game is going to have enhancements on on Series X. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on from Halo. We've been well, that was a a beefy Halo segment, but yeah. I think it's well deserved. Halo has taken up so much of our time that extra twenty minutes was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they reach hundreds and hundreds yeah. of hours. I think they owe me some. Yeah. So <laughs> uh we got a big announcement from Obsidian. Uh this is the creator of the Outer Worlds. They did famously Fallout New Vegas. They did uh Knights of the Old Republic 2. And this was a new game called Avowed. So they already said that Avowed takes place in the universe of Pillars of Eternity. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes, that's another series they've done, which is a very traditional Mm -hmm. CRPG type game. And 
we didn't get much as far. In fact, we didn't get anything as far as gameplay. This was purely a CG trailer, but they said that this is the game that they've been wanting to make. And it very much has that Skyrim type vibe to it. What did you think about this one? Uh, to be honest with you, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, cool. They're, they're going to make another, you know, cool RPG that everybody's going to want to buy five times. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that type of game that just seems to happen. Uh, it wasn't, but I didn't really feel anything special about it until I started looking at some analysis after the show of other people talking about it. And that got me a little more excited for it, but also just from a personal perspective, I feel like the traditional RPG Skyrim style of whatever you want to call it, which is not, you know, old by any means, but, um, I, I just don't know if it's for me anymore personally, mm. but since they didn't show much of anything other than kind of letting you feel what kind of game it was, uh, I didn't really feel anything positive or negative about it. Right. Just, I'm glad they're doing it because it will sell like crazy. I'm sure they're a great studio with a great reputation and doing a style of game that obviously has been successful. So I think it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Outer World showed me that Obsidian can still make the type of game I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had that sort of open world RPG spark since Skyrim. And even buying the remaster did not reignite it nearly to the point of the initial release. Right. Um, probably because I'm playing it a second time or right. a third time. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I feel like if they can manage to take out all of the open world jank and, you know, refine everything that they're doing with outer worlds and keep the story great and just make it melee and magic or whatever the fuck they want to do with it. I'm all about it. Really. I and I genuinely think they can do it because I, you know, I don't have a ton of experience with Outer Worlds, but I know that type of game, you know? And when I got in it and I heard some of the writing and I felt the combat in the, the upgrade trees and stuff, you know? It, I didn't realize you played it. It makes sense. Yeah, I played nice. it for yeah a couple hours. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and this is not an original point. I've already heard multiple podcasts and people say this. So uh, the the interesting thing is that Obsidian is continually i don't want to say one-upping bethesda but there is an interesting pedigree where it's like fallout 3 and then new vegas comes out and people think new vegas is better than 3 then you have fallout 4 and the outer worlds and while they're very different as far as scope a lot of people thought the outer worlds did a lot better in a lot of ways than fallout 4 yeah and now we have obsidian making their own type of skyrim game so i I mean they worked under with Bethesda for a while, right? Like, I'm trying to think if it was just or just New publishing. Vegas. Well, anyway, it, it almost feels like they were being held back somehow. Yeah, before because they have made good games in the past, but before probably, I don't know. I feel like nobody appreciated how good New Vegas was, which I didn't. But I played it like two weeks before it came out, and it was crazy buggy that's when they used to send review codes more than 48 hours before embargo yeah um the uh uh, so i haven't played it since it was buggy but everybody talks about how great it is and i believe them um but i feel like nobody really appreciated that about it until a while after 
Fallout 4 came out. And then it was still a while after that before everybody realized, oh, Obsidian. Mm-hmm. And so part of me wonders, though, just like if they were being held back in some way, because it's only been in recent years that their name has really started to mean quality, even though they've always been quality. Right. At least as many, as long as I know of. There's an interesting chapter in Jason Schreier's book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, about Obsidian and how Pillars of Eternity was totally crowdfunded. And yeah. they've always been a studio that has had budgetary concerns. So now that they've got Microsoft, you know, funding them, there's, right. you know, theoretically so way more money right. than, than ever before. So. This next one may be brief, but Stalker 2 was announced. I've never played Stalker. In fact, I almost know nothing about it. Same. Other than this uh, 4A Games used to be. So the team that made Stalker, like I, Colin said this, I'd never heard this before, but the team that made Stalker broke into different parts. And one of them was 4A Games that went on to make the Metro series. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this will be interesting to see. A new stalker game. I know so little about this. So I didn't know if you guys had played it at all. Yeah, I. I'm never, trying to remember when the first one came it. out. I think this is a 360 era. I think it was while I was working at Sam Goody. Okay. Or else there, we had advertisements about it, but I could be wrong. But it just feels like I remember it from that time period. And if it's the game I'm thinking of, people were excited, but I had just no interest. I was much more interested in Manhunt or something. Yeah, I was going to say, like that's, that. yeah, every time you say Stalker, I could, like the Manhunt guy comes right. to my mind for some <laughs> oh, reason, even yeah. though it has nothing to do with no, each other. No. This one was exciting for me. Tetris Effect Connected is coming to Xbox One. This is a definitive edition of Tetris Effect that's going to have multiplayer modes. Mm-hmm. And they have a year exclusivity on the multiplayer, basically, because uh, Enhance went and afterwards said that the multiplayer mode would be coming to PS4, Windows, uh, not Windows. This is going to be interesting because Tetris Effect Connected is coming to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So it'll be available on the Windows Store right. and on Xbox One. But this multiplayer update isn't coming to PS4, Oculus, and Epic Game Store until next summer. Right. So... Either way, one of the things in my review I talked about of Tetris Effect was how I wish it had better multiplayer support. Right. And here it is. So I agreed with you on that point when we were you were even discussing, like, here's what I want to give it. Do you think my my reasoning is justified, et cetera? And I agreed. But the, the more I've thought about that trailer for uh, Connected, one, first of all, let's just get into this real quick. Everybody they filmed, like for that, all those people. And I know there's some challenges with like, you know, being at home and having to do it on your webcam and stuff like that. But it's hard for the audience to understand what I'm saying. But like every person looked like looked like the typical uh, NFL commercial where people are playing video games and they're just like tapping buttons like crazy. Right. And they're like and there were people like bobbing their heads, being all crazy. Like, And I'm like, the the best thing you could have done is gotten some people actually playing a game. And smiling right. instead of like pretending to use the controller pad. Okay, that aside, the thing I've realized about most Tetris games is I would like more multiplayer, but I feel like I'm more interested in, in multiplayer for Tetris being couch co op or not couch co op, but couch competitive multiplayer, you know, local, and maybe being able to do it across the internet. But the more I realize about Tetris Effect specifically as opposed to just other Tetris games, 
is that I get as much enjoyment from the Zen-like world and the music and the enjoyment there than I do from actually playing Tetris. So I don't know if I, if I want to play Tetris Effect competitively against other mm-hmm. people or if I just really like the experience of playing it in the, in the environment in which it's made. Right. I'll still play it. Yeah. One of the interesting things is a co-op mode mm-hmm. that I think it's directly in the trailer where it shows four people all putting down Tetris blocks in this giant rectangle. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's going to be interesting, especially yeah. because I everyone is at different levels of playing Tetris. Mm-hmm. Like there's people that are really good. There's people that have never played. And so to play with there's it's very unlikely you're going to play with three other people that are at the same skill level as right. you. So I'm curious about how that will connect. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited about this. I think that the exclusivity kind of sucks, but I understand Respect that it. are you gonna hold out no hell no i'll just play it on game pass or whatever nice. for sure so i'll join you i'll play it hell yeah let's do it i just don't know that it's something i want to like occasionally i'll pop on tetris effect by myself like we get done playing multiplayer with somebody and i have like half an hour before i want to go to bed and i'll pop on there and play if, like because it's relaxing but I, I just don't know if long term it's going to be something I'm like, oh, let's beat somebody's ass in Tetris. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crossfire X. This one is really interesting because Crossfire has been a big multiplayer game that yeah. kind of has flown under all of our radars for a while, but it's really successful. Yeah. And Remedy is working on the first person or the, the single player. So I don't really know even what to say about this trailer other than it was seem kind of interesting it's different for remedy for sure yeah it's much more bright right yeah so i don't know i just wanted to mention that one because that's one that i'm keeping my eye on for sure two big ones left that i want to mention destiny 2 is coming to xbox series x it'll run at 4k 60 frames per second but more importantly it is coming to game pass and all of the uh, expansions will be included yeah. So I feel like that's going to be a huge boost to that. Not that they, there's already so many people playing right. Destiny 2, but imagine if you're just like, oh, I heard it, the expansion came out. Wait, I already own it for Game right. Pass. I'll hop in. You know what I mean? Are you going to be able to use your same account? Cross save, yeah. But you can only play the expansion on the Xbox, whatever. Yeah, right. The Game Pass or whatever. That's, I'm into that. The thing that I wasn't into about that was. They were talking about how it would be available for phones, mm. like with uh, Cloud, X-Cloud. Oh, I yeah. was like, no, this nope. is not the game to play on your phone over the, over the internet. Right. But other than that, yeah, it looks great. Last but certainly not least, Fable. Mm-hmm. Just as many had predicted, and honestly, it wasn't a very good prediction because the rumors were so strong. What do you guys think? I mean... Yeah, I think whenever I... Whenever I made that prediction, I didn't put it in the confirmed, but I also didn't put it in like the crazy dream. It right. was like in the probably. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a, I would play a new Fable game. I'm very excited for a new Fable game. I don't know what everyone else is so excited about because literally all they said was we're working on Fable and, I, and people exploded about how great the trailer looked. And I'm like, it wasn't the trailer. Right. But that's, I'm. it's great. I'm happy. I think the only thing that they were really, that, 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 Teaser had two goals. Number one, to say, hey, we're making this. And two, 
this is the tone in the setting. Right. They they wanted to make sure that the the British humor yeah. was intact and that it would be more fantasy than steampunk than right. than uh, Fable Three. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Fable Three was the weakest one for sure. Yeah, I don't have any experience with the series. Um, you should. I'm going to be honest. It, you know, the trailer didn't even really excite me, so I'm in the minority here. Right. Um, but I could be convinced. I'm a fantasy man. I'm not a sci-fi man myself, mostly. The original, I like swords. The original Fable, you should probably at least pick it up. It might be too dated at this point, but like, I'm sure you could play it for free at this point. Right. Yeah. So it's worth it's worth experiencing like a couple hours of it. Yeah, for sure. So overall, the Xbox event, uh, I don't even really... I feel nothing. I really. feel nothing. Yeah, I'm with you. Here's what I feel, and it's the same thing I've said all along. We are not. We are clearly not the target demographic, because the fact that they don't have a box coming out that I want means I don't care about anything else they have to say. Right. I can play everything on PC that I already have. Great. Fine. It's just new games for me. It's not launching a new generation. And part of that is good because I know I'm still going to probably spend money on Game Pass. Uh, part of it's bad because I'm not interested in their brand like i'm interested in some of their games a little bit um but they just by by saying you can play our new games on any system totally takes away the incentive for me to get hyped about microsoft it gives me all the more reason though to be excited in the specific games so i was not very thrilled about it but what i will say i will give them major props on is presentation style from last time to this time 100% or 700% improvement you know mm -hmm. yeah and I think while my prediction I'm gonna say is half right they did not do a big splash at the end and say look at all these games we announced all coming to game pass right but they did say it yeah they said everything you see in this conference or this video right is coming to game pass which is cool mm -hmm. like super cool yeah so yeah, no, for sure. I'm with you. I mean, I, you guys have said what I would say, essentially. I, I'm underwhelmed, um, and it doesn't feel as exciting to me as I wanted it to be. Um, but, you know, hopefully as we learn more, I want my mind to be changed. Right. I really do. But as of right now, um, yeah. Nothing. X Xbox conference was more of a whimper than a bang for yeah. me. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move on from Xbox. This one is hot off the press. Cuphead is out today. Uh, the day, day of recording, Tuesday. Shout out drop. Shout, it kind of was. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's already yeah. Uh It's out on PlayStation 4. And so the way this went down was kind of funny because it leaked on the PlayStation store last night. And it was kind of like, it was all but confirmed. It's like, why would there be an image of Cuphead appearing right. on the PlayStation store? It was confirmed by multiple people. It's not like a it was a hoax image. And then Jeff Keighley for the uh, Summer Games Fest had someone from Studio MDHR on where they talked about the Cuphead Netflix show. They talked about the DLC. And then they, of course, announced that this was out today. I didn't see it. What was the news on the DLC? Not much. Basically, what she said, I think it was the the chief COO of operating office. Yeah, yeah. and she's also that was the head 
uh, I don't know what the word is, inkist, head ink artist that does all the inking on the, the drawings and stuff. Right. She said that it is coming. They're working very hard on it. And they feel like they announced it too early mm-hmm. and that they really want this to be a big leap and not just like they said that specifically that Chalice Girl is not just a skin for Cuphead and Mugman, that she actually has her own moveset. Right. So and you'll be able to play the entire game as her. So there's a lot of things to think about. So it's interesting because. Jeff Keeley, you know, a lot of people, sometimes people, originally a couple years ago, people harped on him all the time. Yeah. But now with the, the game awards being a lot more successful, people are starting to see him in a lot better light. Oh, I harped on Jeff Keeley. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. But now I, I actually appreciate it. He was really trying to get some new info and, yeah. and she really wasn't budging. And cause he had kind of like, was like, well, you know, there's, you've been working on this so long and you're talking about so much content it's starting to feel like it might even be a whole new game. Just like, yeah, well, I can certainly say it definitely uh, can feel like that. Yeah. So he was trying to get a confirmation of, of like a cuphead two or something and what? it didn't, right. it didn't work. That, that's cool. Uh, oftentimes what I feel about Jeff actually though, is that he knows more than he lets on. Yeah. So the fact that he was doing that kind of, you know, definitely shows you that he didn't know more. He was just be an investigative reporter guy. But isn't that like a year and a half past when they said it was going to come out originally? At least. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. We were there. We were at the E3 where it was announced. That wasn't last year. Yeah, it was the year before. Yeah. So. I think it was supposed to come out in like January that year. Yeah. So a year and a half, yeah. What's interesting is that she made no comment of like, yeah, we're, we're finishing it up or we're getting close to being done. She was just like, we're hard at work. Right. And we're... And that was it. Right. So it is coming. But the important thing that they did say is that with Cuphead now being on Xbox, PC, Switch and PS4 is that the DLC is going to come to all platforms at the same time. Yeah. So let's get back to talking about the PS4 version. I think the most interesting thing about this is that this had to have had the graces of Microsoft to do this. Did it? Well, as far as my understanding is that the console rights or just I, I guess the re- the release rights, does that make sense of Cuphead is owned of the original Cuphead is owned by Microsoft, even though Studio MDHR owns the IP. OK, so in order to get it on Switch and PS4, it had to go through Microsoft. Right. Since they funded the project. Well, but sometimes there can be funding agreements that it's, if we fund it, it's exclusive for release on our systems for X amount of time. But maybe this one was different. I don't know. I can't say this with certainty. I'm pretty sure there was a point when Phil Spencer or somebody at Xbox said yes or no. Cuphead is will remain an Xbox okay. exclusive indefinitely. Gotcha. Or like permanently at the time. That I feel was the like plan. I remember that too now that you say it, but I, it could just be suggestion. Right. So. Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, you have to assume that Microsoft is making money oh, yeah. off this PS4 and and the Switch release. I would imagine. But it's one of those things where Cuphead's not selling them consoles anymore. Right. And they're just sitting on a, another gold mine of people that will buy the game. In it's fact, like Horizon. Oh, yeah. It's the same argument. Right. So any other thoughts about Cuphead on PS4? I'm probably okay. going to buy it. I bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have it for... I guess I only ever bought it technically 
on Xbox. And it was because I bought it with a like the a code with a vinyl. Right. But did it, did it is it on Game Pass now on Xbox anyway? I don't think it's on Game no, Pass. No, it's not. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I've never, I guess I've never played it on anything except for that and my brother-in-law's Switch. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I've, probably get it on PS4. Why not? Yeah, I bought it on an Xbox. Um, I don't think I'm going to rebuy it. Um, I wanted to like this game a lot more than I did. Yeah. And not to say that I didn't like it. It's just not fun for me to play, usually. Um, I don't feel this way about it, but so, I heard someone say one time, they like everything about Cuphead except for actually playing it. Yeah. I mean, and I get that. And this is coming from someone who very much, very much enjoys the Dark Souls series. So it isn't, there's just some level of difficulty about it. I think it's just that, I'm not very good at platformers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't grow up with as many as I probably want, wished I would have. Right. But So moving along, a new Animal Crossing update was announced today. They kind of previewed, the, not previewed, but they said in the last update, they're like, oh, we have another update coming in August. So basically what's coming is that there will be fireworks on Sunday nights and you'll be able to make your own custom fireworks. They're implementing something called Dream Islands, where basically you can go to sleep and then you can visit other people's islands offline. Huh. So or people can visit your islands when you're not online. Okay. So that's kind of cool. They talked about like I could just destroy your world. That's what that sounds like. I'm sure there'll be some kind of. It's not. I think it's like a you can. It's like the a save state of your island or or whatever. I would hope so. Yeah. (laughs) One of the most important things is that they are are doing island backup and restoration, which is something that really should have been in the game to begin with, because I'm sure there are hundreds of people out there that put hundreds of hours and something happened to their switch or their save. Yeah. And they are already fucked and never want to play this game again. Yep. So they missed out on that one. The last juicy thing was there's another update coming this fall and it is team uh, teased to be Halloween. Okay, themed. cool. So I really thought the events were going to draw me back in after I got out of it. And I just haven't had any motivation to go back. Yeah. It hasn't been as much of a change as I would maybe like. I feel like it's a need if I'm already playing it. Right. But I agree with you, Ben. It's not something that seems substantial enough to make me want to re-engage. To me, I don't want content. I mean, I want content updates. Right. You know what I want is quality of life updates. Let me craft multiple things at once. You know, there's so many things in this game that I'm like, man, if they just changed a few things around. Let me see how much life I have left on my shovel. Yes, exactly. Let me travel to another island faster than this. Yeah, talking to this fucking dodo for <laughs> yeah. two minutes before yeah. I do anything. So hopefully eventually they do that. This was a big one. August PS Plus games have been announced. The two that are coming are Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered. Brandon. Are you excited about this? Yeah. Yeah, no. I, you almost bought this. I almost bought this, and it's... I'm happy about it, but it it, it feels so soon. I it mean, does, yeah. I feel like... Not soon. I mean, obviously, it's old fucking game. Right. But they just very recently... I'm surprised Activision want to, like, milk that for as long as they possibly could. I imagine, if I had to guess, and this is purely a guess, that sales weren't as strong as they expected them to be. Okay. And... That'll just, you know, 
they don't even really care. They're like, as long as someone's playing our game somewhere, yeah. it'll probably draw them back into our other games. Right. You know, like, yeah. or our next one, because right. it comes out every year. Um, and Warzone's free, so. Listen, in the next two weeks, they're going to announce a new Call of Duty game. Yeah. I'm okay. positive. It's time. I sh- yeah, I, Brandon, I, mean, I sent you it's, the Doritos bag leaked. I saw that. I saw that. So the, the, the promotional happening. materials are printing as we speak. And now we have the synergy of this PS Plus game. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is coming soon. Or at least the, the announcement of it. Why so, so many damn syllables? They're just... <laughs> You got to get that connection, okay? You like Black yeah, Ops, you, you're going to fucking buy how it. How dumb and what kind of ape brain does Activision think that I have that I can't understand that... Apes are pretty smart, dude. I was going to say, you play Call of Duty, Brandon. You're right. So there is some ape brain I rest there. my case. As someone who also plays <laughs> played a, a lot of Call of Duty, so... I just... It's too many syllables, man. I agree. Call of Duty blops. Don't even do Black Ops. Just blops, dude. That's cool. <laughs> like, go for it. The other one is Fall Guys. This comes from Mediatonic and Devolver Digital. Mm. Ben, I'll throw this to you because you have covered this game. You covered it at PAX. Uh, E3. And E3. Yeah. And we recently played the beta on stream. So it's yeah. coming for free to PS Plus subscribers. Yeah, we had speculated, you and I at least, that maybe it was going to be a free game, like free release everywhere. Uh, and then they were going to, you know, use the battle pass and skins and stuff to to make money i'm a little less sure of that now because that seemed pretty pretty likely to me but i'm a little less sure of that now since they're putting it on ps plus for at you know at release for free um but of course there's always possibilities after that month is over that they could uh make money off of it but it makes me wonder if they're going to do that on other platforms as well you know, it's it's a PS Plus game, but it's also free for the month everywhere else. Mm. But that you're going to Xbox at all at launch. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a PC, PS4 only. Okay. So, well, I know Shu has been a big supporter of them, of Devolver and and Fall Guys specifically, right? Uh, Mediatonic. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised, but I I just I wonder, I wonder if it's a thing where they weren't sure if they were going to have the player base, too. Because I will say this. When I was talking to them, and this isn't... I don't think this is, like, private information. When I was talking to them at this year's PAX, I said, so, you know, last I, I saw the game last, last summer. Um, I think that guy was the same guy who showed it to me then. Uh, I said, you know, you, you talked about 100 players. And he goes, yeah, we got to bring it down to 60 because we can't get the servers to support... And we're not 100% sure, you know, we want to make sure we have enough people always playing for people to get full games. And so I wonder if that did become a bigger concern was that enough people wouldn't play the game Mm. at first to give it a life. Okay. But give it that uh, lawbreakers treatment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to die very quickly. Maybe. Damn. Well, it's free, though. So that that's the saving grace. Ben, I thought you were going to say Rocket League. To like, you know, since Rocket League kind of propelled through its free PS Plus. It, it really did, though. Yeah. So, but yeah, Fall Guys, I when we played the beta, I, I have to say I did not really enjoy playing the game very much at all. I found it to be a little bit too frustrating, which is the point of the game. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be silly and fun. You're all, you know, barreling over each other and grabbing each other. But I don't know. I just found it to be 
kind of frustrating. So, but it's going to be free, so you should just play it anyway. Just play it. Why More not? More or less ridiculous than Gang Beasts? Less. Less ridiculous. Yeah. But more something else that I can't put okay. my finger on. All right. All right. I, the thing about the game, and I've said this numerous times to you guys, but I feel like it's a when I was playing it, literally at these conventions and stuff, I was playing it with like between four and eight other people, and the rest of it was just bots. And because I was like yelling back and forth, or you hear the audible sighs from people when they fall off a cliff or something in their room with you, it was a lot of fun because you knew you were competing. But when Dustin and I played online, like I had Dustin to talk to and that was good. But other than that, I was just like, who are all these random names out here? Like, they should. I, I don't know. There's just something right. that I don't typically want a couch co-op. And now I've said that twice in the same podcast about two different games. But in this one, I'm like, there needs to be a, a, a at home component to this game or it's going to have a short life. Yeah. Yeah. I think adding some sort of couch co-op with bot, placement you know like you could choose the difficulty i think that'd be a good place for even if it wasn't at. bots even if it was still online but you had split screen i feel right. like that's gonna be because i wasn't com- i even said this on the stream i wasn't competing against everyone else i was only competing against dustin like right. i just wanted to be dustin that's that was my goal <laughs> last but not least since we covered this in the past the analog pocket do you guys remember this i do i do yeah. We finally got some more info. It'll be available for pre-order on August 3rd. It'll cost $200. The dock will be sold separately for $99. And if you guys remember, you can buy different adapters to play like Neo Geo Pocket or Game Gear. Those will cost $30 each. Now, while this pre-order is happening very soon, the console is not coming out until next May. So... You'll be waiting on that pre-order for a very long time. They did say that because of coronavirus, this is why everything, especially when it's analog, this is a relatively small company to be making hardware like this, especially because I think there's going to be, despite the high price point, this thing is going to be a big seller. I think you're right. So, And I'm sure that they need the lead time because they have to submit minimums to the factory and, you know, they want to make sure that you're going to make enough. Right. Yeah, I actually was looking at their website and the Super NT, which is something I really wanted to get, currently unavailable. Huh. Can't buy any of them. So kind of partially wish I had spent the $200 on a Super Nintendo yeah. that hooks up to your TV, your modern TV, but I didn't. But, oh, well, I guess I didn't need that. But what's interesting, I was reading about this. This is not new info, but this has a higher resolution screen in like two or three inches than the Switch does. Really? Yeah. It's, I didn't realize It's that. like over double the DPI. Huh. So this thing is going to be crispy as fuck. I bet. So the lines are going to be so straight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be nice. <laughs> All the blocks are going to be perfectly blocked. I will say, I part of me was like, do I want this? And I was like, I think I'd rather just mod a Game Boy Advance SP and do it myself. I feel like I'd have more pleasure yeah. out of that. You don't want the little nightlight? The nightlight. Nightlight. That's what I had on my advance. One of the ones that just plugged oh. right into the top and you could yep. like. That thing was trash. I had it one was of those too. It was so bad, dude. So yeah, it should be cool. I'm um, still saying go out. If, if you want to if you wanna make a quick buck, go out and buy a bunch of games. Yeah. And you're going to be able to flip them when this thing comes out, guaranteed. I haven't done that, so I guess you can't trust my word too much, but. I thought it was cool that. The adapters, for some reason, I expected those adapters to cost more than $30 a piece. 
That seems reasonable to me. Yeah. Is it just a cord? No, no. it's like a slot. It p- connects into the oh, Game okay. Boy Advance slot to make it what you're something else. Okay. The other big emphasis that they were putting on this thing is that it's going to be developer friendly. So it you can be used as a development tool to make games for it, as well as it's a music creation tool. Mm-hmm. So like it has a bunch of MIDI support and things like that, because surprisingly, the Game Boy has been a huge music creation tool yeah. for people that have their own stuff like dude, MIDI's going to slap on this thing, dude. <laughs> we're going to be cooking up some beats. That's right. Yeah. I can't wait to, to <laughs> see the first big artist to sample from it. Dude, that'll be cool. Yeah. Okay. That's it for the main news, but I do have some quickies for you guys. Quickie dickies. Yeah. Well, that was quickie. Oh, oh, shit. The quickie shit. dickies, dude. I was just trying quickie to rhyme. Dickies, but... dude. Whoa. Okay. Here we go. Rumor. PlayStation 5, the white plates or the white parts of it. We've seen a picture from the factory and people are speculating that they will be swappable that would be amazing so you guys want the black ps5 that you've buy seen the it. renders of you fucking buy it you just could potentially <laughs> if these rumors are true crack those plates off put new ones on yeah. or just spray paint them now, <laughs> dude. no but seriously if you got like a cool like you did a legit right it could be cool something that i was thinking is i wonder if sony was thinking okay we can make special edition ps5s and there will be a market for them. Mm-hmm. Or for all of our major releases, we can sell 20 to $30 pieces of plastic that cost us 10 cents with a graphic on it to anybody. You thought the custom controller market was booming. Wait till people get into manufacturing these things and the plates. Put, Dude, put RGB like, even more PS4. Mm. It has like LEDs. Could you? The possibilities oh, are very large here. And glass. You're going to have like esports teams decked out and everything. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a cool idea. I yeah. love the, the 360 had swappable faceplates. Yeah. Yes. I only had one. Not until, the, not until the later versions. No, it was only the original version. Only the original. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm fin. I'm finna get that Wells Fargo promo PS5. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> okay. Ghost of Tsushima is exceeding expectations in Japan. Uh, I wrote down the number, but I guess it's not here. Anyway, it's selling like crazy to the point where they're facing stock shortages, which is funny because that's what we talked about here last week. Yeah, but, I was going to say, yeah, we learned some news about that like a little bit after we recorded. Yeah. So this is exciting just because... We have an American studio making a very Japanese game. Of course, there are the 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 naysayers in the U.S. Right. that were saying that it's cultural appropriation or some kind of bullshit. Right. When it turns out, Japan doesn't give a fuck. They love it. They like good games, and they like good games about Japan. Yep. So I just you thought know, that was cool. You know what I was very happy to see? As far as I can tell, all of the voice actors and actresses are Japanese or at least Asian, if not Japanese. Which yeah. I know there's... I don't think they're the same thing, everybody. But um, they, you know, they they seem to do that that right the right yeah. way. Now, some of them speak very, with very thick English accents, like in in real life, and they have a fake Japanese accent because that's not their you know native tongue, I suppose. Right. But still, it worked out. Yeah, it feels at least they're at least they're Japanese yeah. descent. Yeah, sounds good. Speaking of sales, Persona 5 Royal has topped 1.4 million, which I just thought was you pretty. You just had to put that in there, didn't you? Oh, you know I had you to put that in there. To... <laughs> for PC or, or for both combined? That's for 
five royal, not oh, four gold. Sorry. Gold. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So I thought that was cool just because this is a re-release. I mean, expanded re-release, but they still made tons of money on it. Yeah, this Did is really good. well. That means that just more of an incentive to keep making more. Yeah. You know, didn't the, the original release, I feel like it, the last number I heard for it was like two million. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Almost double your. Yeah. The other thing was Koei Tecmo had some kind of like investors or stock market type meeting. <laughs> I, that's a, a technical term. Yeah. Stock, stock stock market, market. meeting. <laughs> stock type meeting. They did confirm that Persona 5 <laughs> Scramble is coming to the West. We knew that this game was coming either way because they wouldn't have put all this time making right. it and not releasing it in the West. So it's exciting to know that it is coming at some point. Last one. Brandon, you know Junji Ito? Yes, I do. The, the famous manga, manga artist yeah, yeah, horror. that makes all the gross, yes. nasty stuff. Yeah, I have one of his works, like a photo of it that I really like hanging up at my desk. So while nothing is confirmed, he did say that he was talking with Kojima about the possibility of doing a horror game. Whew. Imagine this duo. Match made in heaven. Yeah. Uh, ben, have you seen any of Junji Ito? I probably have. I just there. You probably have. It's pretty popular, dude. Um, on the on like Reddit and stuff, anyway. Um, but very creepy. Just think about that Silent Hill trailer. There's some stuff that could happen here. I like this news, Dustin. There's an awesome Junji Ito image of like a guy with a super gross porous face, and he's like squeezing his face, and all the pus is running down on some lady. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Really cool picture. Sounds Look phenomenal. it up. You'll like it. <laughs> yeah. It'll make you feel yeah. things. And I'm sure um, the kids are asleep. Right. So, <laughs> so that's it for quickies. And really, that's it for this show. Ben's uncomfortable. I'm great. No, it's I'm feeling fine. <laughs> He's just thinking about looking up that just image. thinking about quickies like, again. Google here. That's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's wasting no time at all. Yeah. So that's it for this show. Wow. Thanks for joining me, guys. It's been a pleasure. It's been real fun. I'm... Listen, guys, here's the thing. You guys are going to do the show without me next week. I'm excited because I want to listen to the show without me. Wow. Okay. It's going to be most likely better, and that's fine. Wow. But I just want to I want to know what it's like to listen to the show Well, as a listener. When you lose, so there's like two-thirds concise when I'm in the room. And then so when you lose one of those thirds of talking concisely, then mm. it's just one concise and one Brandon. Oh, well, you'll have Phil. He's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know if I would consider myself <laughs> concise either, but that's it. So, um, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. We already mentioned Patreon. I do want to say real quick, if you're not part of our discord, you should come hang out there. You can join easily at handsomephantom.com slash discord. We also haven't plugged the Amazon in a while. If you go to handsomephantom.com slash Amazon, it'll redirect you to Amazon using our affiliate. It won't cost you anything extra and helps support the show. I just bought a bunch of PC parts with it. Well, I need to see if it registered. I'm curious. I'm, you know, maybe we got a few dollars. Black from Friday that. shopping. Shop on Amazon with our link. No extra money to you. Yeah. And it helps us out. We Don't worry about it. Black Friday now. Just Every, buy like, your oh, the shit you want dude, now. I'm, your toilet paper. I'm you know? hearing some Target, you know, might even start them in October. Whoa, That's insane. That's not Black Friday. That's Yeah, I know. It's getting a little out of hand. But yeah, as soon it's going to be all year Black <laughs> Friday on one item at a time. 
All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. The HP Podcast and Handsome Phantom are fan-funded through patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Ben, Jared Cavaliero, Jason Canham, Michael J. Sutherland, and Shuttleworth. <laughs>